Well, good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Janice M., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, May 25th, 2015. Today we're reading from the Big Book, Chapter 6, and we are at page 84, and uh, the la- uh, third paragraph on that page, okay? Today's readers are, for the 12 Steps, Naomi B., the 12 Traditions, Anita L., the readers of the text are Du L., Terry H., and Sharon R. S. The reference number for yesterday, special edition, Sunday, May 24th, 2015, is 7662. That's 7662. OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You big big book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Naomi to read the 12 steps. Thank you, Janice. Can you hear me okay? Very well. Okay, thank you. My name is Naomi B. Excuse me, recovery compulsive overeater outside Philadelphia. One, we admitted we are powerless over alcohol, that our lives have become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry it out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, 
We tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for allowing me to share, and I pass. And thank you so much, Naomi B., for stepping up. Okay, I will now ask Anita L. to please read the 12 Traditions. Good morning, everybody. This is Anita L., also from outside Philadelphia. So, anyway, the 12 Traditions, Tradition 1, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop overeating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And with that, I pass. Thank you. And thank you so much, Anita L., how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderator is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. And in order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the Big Book in Chapter 6 
on page 84, the last paragraph, um, on the last paragraph, uh, what we're going to do today um, is we're going to ask Do L to begin reading. Star 1 to unmute. Do. Good morning. This is Duel. Um, and we cease fighting anything or anyone, even alcohol. For by this time, sanity will have returned. We will seldom be interested in liquor. If we are tempted, we recoil from it as from a hot flame. We react sanely and normally, and we will find that this has happened automatically. We will see that our new attitude toward liquor has been given us without any thought or effort on our part. It just comes. That is the miracle of it. We are not fighting it, neither are we avoiding temptation. We feel as though we had been placed in a position of neutrality safe and protected. We have not even sworn off. Instead, the problem has been removed. It has not, it does not exist for us. We are neither cocky nor, nor are we afraid. That is the, that is our experience. That is how we react so long as we keep fit in spiritual condition. And so we'll be sharing and, and focusing our comments on, we seldom, uh, I'm sorry, we will seldom be interested in, um, I'm sorry, we react sanely and normally, and we will find that this has happened automatically. We will see that our new attitude toward liquor has been given us without any thought or effort on our part. It just comes. That is the miracle of it. And I got to say, um, my name is Duel, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. I'm grateful to be here, and I'm grateful to be recovered because that is that is the promise that this is uh, making here, that when I connect with God and I turn my life and my will over to his care and I let him be in charge of my life and orchestrate how things should go, he gives me a special ability that I don't even know how it comes. I just know it comes. And that's the miracle of, of becoming sane with my eating and becoming sane with my thinking. And everything uh, that I was not willing to give up, all, 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 all of a sudden becomes very um, easy um, because God helps me to transition from not being not being unwilling to be unwilling. And that's what happens. That's the miracle of it, that all of a sudden, you know, I see that this wound that I had, this infection that I nurtured um, in my life, um, and I guarded it very, very tightly. And that was called my obsession over the food, my obsession over my eating. And um, and I wouldn't let go of it un- until I exposed it and I let it go to God. And God, you know, in turn, when I let go of that, you know, I came to the end of myself um, and I allowed God to take over my life. I, I allowed myself to come to this end and learn that I can trust fully in God and that God had me all this time and that I'm not rooted in myself anymore, and that I'm rooted in God, in that trusting God, then he can catapult me to different places. And what does he do for me? Well, 
you know, one of the things is as long as I leave the gaps in my life, the gaps of uh, I'm going to control the food, I'm going to do things myself, I'm going to think my way out of, out of how to do this through food plans and, 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 and everything else that I'm thinking, my self-esteem, everything that I leave, I leave these gaps, God starts filling the gaps through the 12 steps. God starts filling the gaps in my life as far as change and transformation. And that's the miracle, that I don't have to orchestrate it. You know, we're all about God rescue me, and God is all about development. And that's what I did. I went through this development of progressively going through the steps till he started shaping, molding me each step of the way until I get to this point where I'm free. And I don't know how this happens. I don't know when it happens, but I know it does happen. And that's the miracle that I get to have that opportunity with God to be transformed and be changed and, and be relieved of this obsession with the food. And with that, I pass. And thank you so much, Drew. Okay, we're going to open up the meeting for comments of focusing on those uh, four promises, starting with uh, we on page 84, continuing and stopping at the miracle of it. Who'd like to share and focus first? Raquette. Okay, we have Sarah W. We have Raquette. Yes. And who else? All right, let's go with Sarah W. and Raquette. Please go ahead, Sarah. Are we starting on we react sanely and normally? That's correct, yes. And we're going to end with the miracle of it, okay? All right, I'm ready for the miracle. Okay, this is Sarah W., Grateful, Recovered, Compulsive Overeater. Um, I am very grateful today. Uh, I want to welcome anybody that's either new to the meeting or new to the program. Um, I am uh, uh, very grateful to be recovered today. I definitely have had a lot of relapse, and um, I definitely didn't act very sane. And... um, just really wanted to express that these things really can happen uh, when we do the work. Uh, that's been my experience. And they are promises. These are 10-step promises. Um, the 10-step is continue to take personal inventory when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. And the the thing that comes into my mind about the 10-step that's so important is that it is about perseverance. It's, it's about continuing on and that, we will face these struggles, uh, you know, um, continuing as we go through uh, our life after we've worked the first nine steps. But what happens is that because we keep connecting with a higher power and because we realize with the second step that we can believe that we can be restored to sanity, which is really what this is talking about, you know, I'm going to react sanely and normally you know, not only around food, but but around people and around places and things. Uh, you know, my attitude towards uh, my my family members, my workplace has changed so dramatically because of doing the work in step four through nine. Um, you know, I have a new relationship with these people. They haven't changed. It's the way I think and the way I act towards them. And I wanted to say that for me, right thinking has come with right actions. You know, I have to keep on thinking that I I need to do the next right thing. And only with my higher power can I do that. But I can do it today. 
because I want to. I want to do it. And, um, you know, the reality of we will see that our new attitude toward liquor has been given us without any thought on our part. It just comes. um, I never thought I would have sane eating. I mean, I was a garbage can eater, uh, you know, going through numerous drive-throughs and buying huge amounts of food, lots of variety. You know, there was no such thing as moderation, always trying to control it with diets and, and excessive exercise or, you know, just I, I did liquid protein back in the 80s. I mean, you know, just insane behaviors. Uh, and, you know, today I have a very sane way of eating. I have a very sane way of living my life. You know, I, I, I am an active member of society and I try to be a good member in my family um, that doesn't mean I'm perfect, but I, I really am feeling joy in my life. And when I was in the food, I was not. And how can that not be, uh, you know, uh, a miracle? And with that, I pass. Thank you. And thank you, Sarah W. Rakefit, you're up. Thank you, Janice. My name is Rakefit. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in California. And we will act sanely. I never in my life acted sanely around food, ever. And this is the first time, and it doesn't come completely naturally, but it's changed so much. Um, I was, I just returned from a long road trip, and I was in the car for hours and hours and hours driving. And I remember in the old days that I had to brace myself to be in the car for hours and hours. I had to brace myself by going to, you know, the junk food store stocking up on all kinds of junk food, candy, you know, chips, whatever, so that I could get through the drive constantly with hand to mouth. I would have had to constantly have something going into my mouth the whole time. There's no way I could stay, sit in the car for hours and hours without, you know, without having something going into my mouth every 10 seconds. It just, it just didn't work. And that seemed... That seemed um, sane to me that I couldn't do it. It seemed sane to me that I'd go and stock up on pounds of M&Ms before I started a road trip. But this time, um, thank you God, with God's help, because it's not me, that I could just sit in the car. I could just sit in the car, and I would, you know, and if a thought came over me that, you know, hey, I'm kind of bored, sure it would be nice to be munching on something. And the next thought is no. That is not saying thinking. That is not saying thinking. I just had my breakfast and my lunch an hour ago. There's no reason that I should be hungry. It's not hunger. And it's just something to do. Something to do. And it's a reflex because I've reacted that way my whole life. And so I'm just used to it. And so I have to, when that thought comes, boy, it would be nice to stop at the next convenience store and buy and then, you know, eat the whole rest of the way till the next place we were going to but the next sane thought is no that's insane that's stupid that's crazy that's insane it just got me miserable fat so and so much pain that I just wanted to die and so it was really really great to see how my thinking had changed the thought still might come to me that oh that would be nice and the next thought is that's insane just remember all the pain that that brings. And that can only be God. That can only be God working in my life because that's not who I am. It's who I am is I just want, I want, want. I want this. I want to feel good. I want it now. I want it constantly so I can feel good constantly. But, 
you know, I don't need to do that today. I feel good just being, just being, just sitting, just looking out the window, just talking to my husband and knowing that, you know, in another four hours we're going to stop again and I'll have, I'll have my next meal and I'll be fine. I am fine. Everything is just fine. So um, thank you for letting me share and I pass. And thank you so much, Rakefit. Is there anyone else that would like to share on these promises? Kedia. Miriam. Miriam. I mean, B. Mary. All right. Judy, yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, let's see if we get the uh, Katie and Amy. Who, um, who is K- Katie? What? Katie F. Judy F. Yeah, Judy F. Came at the end, but who was the and first fast. Katie? Who was the first Katie? Anybody? Katie? No. All right. I got. <laughs> I don't know who was he, uh, before Elaine. Maybe. Maybe. One one at a time, if we can. Okay, let's. How about if we start all over again, one at a time, if possible. Okay, let's begin. Paula D. Miriam B. Vasa O. Okay, this is how we're going to go. Is there Elaine that that call that uh, said they would like to comment? Elaine. Eileen B. Eileen B. That's who it is. Eileen B. All right, we'll have Eileen B. Then we're going to have Larry K. We're going to have Larry K. And we're going to have Judy F. And then we'll go from there. Eileen B., please. And please have your, um, please mute your phone so we can be clear line, have a clear line. Okay, Eileen B., please go ahead. Good morning. Thank you so much for your service. Good morning, Vision, for you. This is Eileen B., recovering compulsive eater, uh, working my di- way towards being recovered one day at a time by the grace of God. Um, I just wanted to share today that I just feel so grateful for this program, and I love, what I love so much about these few lines were I've had the experience this weekend, I worked, and it was a hard weekend in the sense that I was by myself, I worked, and I used to like live in self-pity. Um, because I was by myself, I'm working at the holiday weekend, and I'm just so grateful for the steps and for this program that I didn't have that experience this weekend. And one I wanted to share, the first line was that one of my hobbies was baking, and I had to put that down as best possible, because tomorrow, by the grace of God, I will be sugar-free for five months. Thank you so much. And But I wanted to do some baking yesterday, um, because I'm visiting some friends today. And I just felt such a sense of neutrality around it. And I know that it was based on my spiritual condition. I know that it is a one day at a time, um, a daily reprieve. And this weekend, I was just so grateful that, you know, of course, working the steps. I'm on step seven, um, starting step eight, and staying close to my higher power through prayer and meditation and making outreach calls and listening to that amazing special edition meeting yesterday. And I just feel so grateful just one day at a time to just have this program. And I just had such a different experience baking yesterday. It was completely neutral. It's not my food. Um, And the reasons why I I used to bake for the accolades I used to bake, of course, so that I could eat it, number one reason. And they were, they're both gone. They're both gone by the grace of God. So I'm just so grateful for this program, provision for you. I have an amazing sponsor, 
And I just am beyond grateful, and I just needed to share that. And thanks for letting me share it, Tess. And thank you, Eileen, for sharing. Okay, we're going to have Larry Kay next, and then we'll have Jeff. Janice, thanks so much. Um, Larry Kay, Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Chicago. So th- these promises um, were very elusive uh, to me. It was, um, you know, it was a fairy tale. Um, it's, uh, it seemingly appeared that some people talked about the promises, having the promises. Um, I, I never did um, until I did. Um, you see, I, I had a I had a fixed mindset, and you know I was you know I I think in in respect of the program, I was a non learner early in program. There's you know there's two types of people: it's someone with an open mindset and someone with a fixed mindset. And I at that point, the disease had not uh, convinced me to have an open mindset, so that these promises could could come true for me. You know, I mean, I mean, everyone, you know, we're, we're born with an intense drive to learn, you know, infants, you know, if you see an infant, they stretch their skills daily, you know, learning to walk and talk. That's no small order, but they never decide it's too hard or not worth the effort to try. I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's ludicrous to think that babies, babies don't worry about humiliating themselves, nor do they uh, fear failure. You know, that doesn't enter their minds. And yet my fixed mindset seeped into me, you know, probably by the time I was, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, and we begin to evaluate ourselves in relation to others. And I think I did that. You know, my, my perceptions got skewed. And then, you know, we become afraid that we're not smart enough or capable enough uh and we develop a fixed mindset that that lies to us, and it did to me in, in terms of program, you know. And it told me to reject the opportunities to learn and grow. So these promises, of course, they would never come true. And you know why they wouldn't come true for me? Maybe for the same reason they haven't come true for for, for you yet, which is that uh, I hadn't, uh, I wasn't open to doing the steps that would that would ensure that I would be brought into an alignment with God's will. See, that's, see, before that was a conceptual idea to me, but see, once it happens, once it happens, then it's, it's faith because I know it's happened to me. There's not one person on the line today that could sit me down and convince me that it didn't happen because the food is neutral because my relationships are a beautiful today. Because uh, I'm not ruled by fear and anxiety today. Now, now, you know, my life's not perfect. So there's no perfection. But yes, the promises came true, but they don't come true first. We don't feel better first. We um, we feel better. We begin to feel better as as we work the steps and we have a spiritual transformation. And then... My experience is that the, that the uh, promises come true and your life begins to change. This program is all about change. And um, thank God for, for Alcoholics Anonymous. It changed my life. With that, I'll pass. And thank you, Larry Kay. Okay, Judy F., you're up. Good morning, Janice. This is Judy F., 
food addict, compulsive overeater, recovered from Massachusetts. So grateful that I'm able to be here today. And I, oh my God, gosh, this is so awesome. We will see that our new attitude toward liquor has been given us without any thought on or effort on our part. It just comes. That is the miracle of it. So I found that my willingness and God's grace brought me to that state of neutrality, that state of recovered. And it's, I didn't have effort around trying to control the food or put down the food or be abstinent. I mean, I tried that for years, um, coming in and out of program. It, it was an effort of focusing my life on the way God would want me to live on these steps. And that was where my effort went. Not, I, I accepted that I was powerless. Like this, these steps come after step, in step 10, not after step one. So there was work that I had to do. But the first part was I had to admit I was powerless, that I had to live differently. And that was to put my recovery program first. And it comes with, it just comes. And that's what's happened for me. And I have to just share on Friday, I I work in a school and um, one of the extra jobs I do is um, class advisor. And we were doing a fundraiser on donuts. And I had uh, 250 donuts that I had to go get. And I just thought, wow, God, you are just awesome. Because that was one of my biggest binge foods. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I when it says we will see that our attitude toward liquor, for me, certain food has given us without any thought or effort on my part. I could just observe that I can be around all this stuff that used to just call to me, own me. I mean, all that flour and sugar and bags and boxes of stuff would just own my life. It would own me. And now I live where God is the center of my life and doing service for others is the center. And it wasn't about me. It was that the students loved the donuts and they could have one. I could never just have one. So it's just, even after 24 years, I'm still so humbled that this is a miracle. And it's based on my spiritual fitness that I work 10, 11, and 12 on a daily basis. It is my, the air, water, the light of my life. And I need to do that first. And with that, I pass. Thank you. And thank you, Amy F. Okay, we have Vasa O next and then Paula D. Actually, it was Judy F. Thank you. Oh, Judy oh, you, Janice, oh. thank you. Oh, <laughs> I was just I, I, okay. though. There were a lot of people. <laughs> thank you. Anyways, and good morning, everyone. I'm Vasa O. Grateful, Recovered, Compulsive, Vida, calling from Foxborough. And I just love the promises. And to me, the promises came were happening to me gradually, one at a time, as I was working through the 12 steps, you know. And as I said in the beginning, you know, when I came to the big book uh, years ago, I did the first three steps. You know, I made that decision at that time just to surrender to God and the program and just to say, you know, I can't, he can, and I will let him. 
because I ran out of resources to do for myself, you know. I ran out of things, you know. And the insanity I used to do with the food, it's it's amazing to where, where I am today. I remember I had joined the Weight Watchers. So somebody said, well, just wear heavy clothes <clears throat> at your first meeting, you know. And then when you go to the next meeting, those clothes off or wear boots or something, and then you're going to weigh less. And you know what? And I did that. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? But anyways, um, I am so grateful when I came to the big book and I found what the problem was, what the solution is, what the allergy was. And I, I just threw myself, you know. I said, God, I can't. I will let you and I will let these people in this program help me. I can't do this by myself anymore. And that was the key. That was the answer. And I had no idea about the allergy, you know. And that was such a big revelation, you know, to put those things that, um, you know, the alcoholic things that triggered my cravings. But anyways, we had a big, huge cookout yesterday. We went, I mean, there were like 100 people over there, 100 people, children and people. It was a beautiful day. I mean, there was a big spread on the table, and I, it wasn't calling me, you know. I've done this for years, you know. And I can be anywhere in the world today and be abstinent as long as I can get my own food, and I was not going to starve to death, you know. But, uh, again, I'm grateful for the 12 steps, and I'm grateful to God that he brought me in the 12 steps. And it, the promises do come gradually, you know. It's not just with the food, with my thinking in other areas of my, my life, with relationships with people and the, with my emotions, the fears, the worries, the anxieties. I live a very neutral life today. I have nothing to be afraid I have nothing to be worried, and I'm not saying I haven't had things happening, you know, but today I have nothing to worry about. And I've had a lot of sicknesses, deaths, years, but God has always brought me through being absent. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. And thank you. Thank you, Vasa. Amy E., is that right? Are you Are you still with us? I omitted you. Amy E.? Mm. Well, I apologize. Let's go to Paula D. If Amy comes, uh, you can... No, it's Amy G. Oh, see, I'm getting those last letters. Um, no wonder you did not. Okay, Amy G., please go ahead. And then Paula. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. My name is Amy G. I'm a recovered leader from Maryland. Thank you for your service, and in, in lieu of Memorial Day, everyone, for service to our country and to the program. The promises. We will recoil as if from a hot flame. We will react sanely and normally. Well, what chapter are we in? We're in into action. So clearly we have done action here. It hasn't been removed out of the blue sky. You read these promises and go, without action, without any action on our part, it just gets removed. Oh, no, that's not how it works. If we've gone through this book, if we've gone through the instructions and we've worked the steps, Oh, I think we lost you, Amy G. Press 1 to unmute, maybe again. Did I get muted? Now, no, no, but you're here now, so please oh. go ahead. 
Okay. What are these four promises? What are we really saying here? In my humble opinion, it's talking about freedom from the mental obsession. Remember, I was always told that a sick mind can't heal a sick mind. But through working the programming through the grace of God, I have become healed. I have become sane in my thinking. I look at sugar. I see a skull and crossbones. This didn't come overnight. This is into action chapter, folks. This is the this is the action. This is the result of working with my higher power and staying plugged into that source. And then on God's time, those promises become revealed. But the beauty of it, I mean, there was a time when I thought I would never, ever not be able to be thinking and obsessing about food. I thought about food 24-7, the weights, the scales, the, the whole thing, and then add on the top of that as a bulimic. My life was absolutely robbed and savagely raped by thinking about food in this mental obsession. But because of the beauty of this program and those who have given service to me and sponsored me and walked me through the steps, I come through and I find myself thinking sanely. What an absolute miraculous thing to look at sugar and think of like a skull and crossbones, to have the problem removed. Yes, action was was needed on my part, but it needed to be specific action and in conjunction with surrender and powerlessness that I give to my higher power on a daily basis. I never thought I would have that kind of freedom, but today I have that freedom. It is miraculous, but it is for all of us. It is for all of us that are willing to work this program and believe in a power greater than ourselves. It is there, it is available, and it is freedom. At that point, when I first came into the program, I didn't care about the weight. I didn't care about anything. I wanted to stop being insane. And yet here this program offers me sanity and freedom from having to think like that all the time, to be insane to be restored to sanity. And I have that today by, by the grace of God. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. And thank you, Amy G. Okay, Paula D., you're up. Good morning, Janice, and this would be Paula D. And good morning, all my fellow travelers. This is Paula D. I am a compulsive reader recovered today by and with the grace of God. You know, as we read this, oh, boy, more promises, you say? Yeah, more it starts with, and I'm going to go scoot on down to the bottom only to go to the top. We react sanely and normally, and we will find that this has happened automatically. This was not within my power to do. I could not react sanely and normally. When I finally knew that, because then it goes on, we will see that our new, not known before, attitude toward liquor has been given us without any thought or effort. Honey, I thought, and I thought, and I thought about it. An effort, and I tried, and I tried, and I tried again. I couldn't do it. Once I knew I couldn't, then it says, it just comes. Once I finally ceased fighting, and it says, anything or anyone, myself is on the top of the list. It just comes. And look at what it says here. That is the miracle of it. We see on page 31, and we've been there, more about alcoholism. Heaven knows we have tried hard enough and long enough to drink like other people. I did. I did. And once I knew I couldn't, amazing, the miracle of it. But I'd like to end here with another beautiful reading on 102. Your job now is to be in the place where you may be of maximum helpfulness to others, so never hesitate to go anywhere. Well, I'm living miracle. 
if you can be helpful. If you can be helpful. Remember those lines. Keep on the firing line of life with these motives, and God will keep you unharmed. Wow. I don't have to fight anymore. Thank you again. With that, I do pass. And thank you, Paula D. Is there anyone else that would like to focus and comment on these uh, promises? Okay, I just want to take one minute. You know, I just love these promises. If you have had a spiritual awakening, this is our experience. And this was their experience many, many years ago. And we followed those same directions, those 12 steps. And what was our problem? Allergy of the body, obsession of the mind. But through these 12 steps, we are now recovered. And this, if you want this reward, these rewards, this is what you do. And, we're gonna, and, and those of us that have done the work and have had this experience, have had a spiritual awakening, okay, we will see that our new attitude. We do have a new attitude. It's not old, like Paula said. And I do want to just refer you to page 106, 107 in our 12 and 12. And what it is is that I can honestly say, those that have recovered can honestly say, now we have become able, now, now, after the steps, we've become able to do, feel, and believe that which we could not do before on his unaided strength, on the power, because that was my problem, lack of power and resources. Oh, I did so many resources. We have a new state in the mind of being, of consciousness. You know, we have been transformed from what we were to what we are today. What a beautiful miracle. Okay, Terry. Pass. Terry, please go ahead and, and you can read those next comments. Thank you, Janice. Good morning, Vision Fuse. This is Terry H., recovered compulsive overeater from Maine. We're not fighting it, neither are we avoiding temptation. We feel as though we have been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. We have not even sworn off. Instead, the problem has been removed. It does not exist for us. And um, I'm so grateful for the 10 step promises and thank you everyone that shared this morning and I just can totally identify with these four these four lines um, for me you know I was a baker for 28 years and I just remember going into into work every morning saying this is going to be the day I'm not going to eat I'm not going to eat I would you know I, I'd be the baker that would make you know the, the breads and the donuts and um, you know all the bakery items and you know you name it, it you know I, I baked it and uh I remember going in every morning just saying, you know, this is the day. I'm not going to I'm not gonna eat it. I'm not going to eat it. And then, you know, before 8 o'clock in the morning, you know, I, my hands would be, you know, twofold in my, you know, twofold in my mouth, you know, um, eating and uh, sampling uh, things throughout the day. Um, I'm so grateful today that, you know, six out of those uh, 28 years, 28 years that um, I've been placed in a position of neutrality, um, safe and protected, that, you know, um, and, you know, I haven't even sworn off the food, which has been just such a such a blessing. You know, I have I've been recovered as a result of the steps, and you know, today for me, I get you know, it's it's the ability for me to really differentiate the true from the false. Um, you know, I I can I can definitely recoil from it. You know, the, all these promises. You know, I I and for me, I think the best promise of this, 
you know, the 10th step is, you know, that it is the miracle of it, that um, it, it happens and, you know, I've been placed in, you know, I'm in harmony with God and I'm so grateful that, um, you know, I am convinced of the ABCs on page 60 that, you know, that, you know, I'm a, that we were compulsive that we eat and could not manage our own lives, that probably no human power could ever leave our uh, food addiction and that God could, couldn't what if he ever saw it. And, and for me, this is, um, this has been this has happened for me, and I'm so grateful that these ten step promises you can't really put words to them, but um it's definitely it's a change in attitude thought and indeed and you know um you know I say the ten step the ten step I call it the chain step and um con- and change stands for constantly having a a new a never ending growth experience and um I'm grateful for these promises and with that'll pass. And thank you, Terry H. Janice, it's Naomi. Could I share, please? Okay, Naomi, go ahead. Please go ahead. Well, thank you, and thank you again, Janice, and good morning, visionaries. Oh, my goodness. You know, how do you start, how, where do you start thanking your higher power for allowing you to be sane and normal? No, I can't, I can't say normal. I'll never be normal. But I have this, this freedom, this neutrality safe and protected. Thank you, thank you, God. This is like mind-blowing. I never expected this to happen in my life. Following the prompts of this big book, following the directions from the sponsor that took me through the steps by the way of this big book, I am safe. I have this neutrality, and I do recoil. And the craziest part about life I do cake decorating. I do it randomly. I don't do it. It's more of a hobby. I've never been a finger licker. And because of these other ladies that shared about this baking, well, you know, I'm there too. There are times I'm doing a cake. To me, it's a work of art. That's all it is. I know what the textures are to be for my different things. And I do it. And half the time, I'm not smelling the sugar. There's nothing wrong with my nose. I do not smell the sugar. To me, it's a work of art. I decorate it, and I give it off as a gift because it's, it's, a, it's a creative activity that, that my God has given to me. Where in any lifetime something like this happen? Only through working the steps and God as my higher power. I cannot thank him enough every day. Just crazy comes up? Absolutely. I had a crazy situation yesterday afternoon. I was able to get some information off to one of my spiritual brothers, and got and I was relieved. I was relieved of the crazy that was building in my head. Where else does that happen? It would never, never have happened before. What would have happened before is I would have exploded and mouthed off at my husband and then eaten, like, through the refrigerator. But that wasn't the case. I was calm, and I was serene. And God truly did meet calamity with his serenity. Thank you for allowing me to share, and I pass. And thank you, Naomi, for sharing. Is there anyone else that would like to comment on these four promises? Reva P. Kim. Reva P. Okay, Kim. Kim G. Let's go with those two for now. Reva P. and then Kim G. Good morning. This is Reva P., Recovering Compulsive Overeater in Toronto. I'd like to comment on the words neutrality, safe, and protected. Um, the whole idea of safe and protected, 
Everything and everyone was my enemy, including the food. I had to fight to control the food and the calories and the weight and the body. Um, and I had to fight with people um, because, didn't you know, everybody was against me. Um, everybody was out to harm me because it was all about me. Um, and um, that disease of distorted perception um, and what was amazing when I did the work and went through the steps is the people were the same, my job was the same, my family members were the same, and all of a sudden they were not my enemies. And I never felt safe. I never felt safe around food. I never felt safe around people. Um, I was this I guess, victim, um, and I certainly never felt protected. So to me, this is, you know, even more than neutrality, which is the hugest miracle, because food was always screaming to me, um, take me, take me. Um, not only do I get to feel neutral, but I am safe. I feel like I'm wrapped in this, you know, God blanket of love. Um, and not only do they say safe, they add the extra word protected, um, and I think the biggest person I needed to be protected from was myself, my own thinking, which was totally um, distorted. So, um, yeah, it really does work, and it's totally the opposite of what I thought. I thought if only I could control X, Y, Z, my life would be perfect, and I just do the step work. To me, that's easy than analyzing and thinking and figuring out, and then God does it to me and for me. I don't make this stuff happen. And for that, I'm grateful. I pass. And thank you, Reva P. Okay, Kim G., please go ahead. Kim. Good morning, Janice. Good morning, all. My name is Kim G., and I recovered compulsive over here from South Jersey. We are not fighting it, neither are we avoiding temptation. You know, I have to tell you, my personal experience is for 17 years, when I first, you know, my first 17 years in OA, I sat in a 12-step room trying to work an 8-tool program. My game plan was staying on guards and using my self-will. My game plan was fear and the fellowship. I mean, I would go to enough meetings, hear enough war stories, that was going to scare me to stay abstinent. A common saying in my area was, you know, that, yeah, the alcohol, yeah, they just have to not drink, but I have to eat. So my problem is I have to take the tiger out of the cage three times a day. And my personal experience using that game plan was not only I take the tiger out three times a day, but I would feel the tiger stalking me in the cage between breakfast and lunch, between lunch and dinner. That's not what my book is promising me. My book is promising me if I work these 12 steps that I don't need to avoid temptation, that I'm not going to be fighting it, that I'm going to have neutrality, that I'm not going to be cocky or afraid. So let's see what happens if I'm not doing these 12 steps. What is the big book? not only gives us promises, but it gives us warnings. If we go to page 101, it lets us know if we are not going to work these 12 steps, if we use only the tools without the steps, if we use only fear and fellowship, what's going to happen to us? On page 101, it says, in our belief, any scheme, which is what I was using, keeping on guard and self-will is a scheme. In our belief, any scheme of combating alcoholism, which proposes to shield the sick man from temptation, is doomed to failure. If the alcoholic tries to shield himself, he may succeed for a time, 
but he usually winds up with a bigger explosion than ever. We have tried these methods. These attempts to do the impossible have always failed. You know, this is the experience of the first 100, and it's the experience of myself in Overeaters Anonymous. So for those of us who are here today who aren't at this place, you know, who are struggling in the food and think this is, you know, this is absolutely not possible, part of my problem personally was I didn't understand what I suffered from. I thought that the tools were enough. I thought that fear in the fellowship was enough. I, I thought that just having a food plan was enough. I need to be convinced of the pages prior. So I'm just going to read on page 34 about what, what do we need to be convinced of? What is it that we have to know? So on page 34, for those who are unable to drink moderately, the question is how to stop altogether. We are assuming, of course, that the reader desires to stop. Whether such a person can quit upon a non-spiritual basis, which means without the 12 steps, depends upon the extent to which he has already lost the power of choice whether he will drink or not. Many of us have felt that we had plenty of character. There was a tremendous urge to cease forever, yet we found it impossible. This is the baffling feature of alcoholism as we know it, this utter inability to leave it alone, no matter how great the necessity or wish. So someone earlier, I'm going to end with this, someone earlier said they'd be the hidden promises. I, my personal experience, I think one of the reasons I, they were hidden was because I didn't see anybody have this. I didn't see anybody with neutrality. I saw everybody fighting the food, avoiding temptation. Think of this meeting. Think of the meeting with recovered people as a big show and tell. We're showing you what's possible if you put the food down and if you work these 12 steps and without a pass. Well, thank you. Uh, Kim G. Um, Chris C. M. Oh, is there okay. time? This is, yeah, just this if is you do, if yeah, just like about a, just one more, just about a minute. That first one that spoke. Who is it? Christy. Christy. Yeah, please go ahead. Hi, I'm Christy. I'm recovered compulsive overeater and anorexic from New Jersey. Um, the compulsion is the opposite of what this is talking about. I'm a compulsive person obsessive compulsive so not only am I thinking about something over and over in a loop but I am having to feed feed that obsession and that's the way I lived my life for many years and I have many compulsions surprise surprise and this these steps work on on all of them you know because what I found out just really quickly I'm not saying anything new than anybody else said before me, but the one thing that I'd like to add is that I found out that when I am not living my my true purpose in my life, what, how God would want me to be, I am riddled with obsessions and compulsions. And I found that the opposite is true, too, that with these steps, when I get down to the to the truth of who I am, and my connection to a higher power and my connection to the higher power in you, that that compulsion and those obsessions are lifted on any given day. That's the answer to get back back to, to me, get back to who I am. That, with that, I pass. Thank you. Well, thank you, Chrissy M. Okay, our time is up, and I thank everyone who um, shared and those that didn't have time, we we do have another meeting coming up, and there'll be a, a whole 40, 50 minutes or so. So we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. 
Will Sharon R.S. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. I will, Janice. Thank you very much. I'm Sharon R.S., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.